So today I'm going to look at Psalm 23, one of my favourite psalms. And this psalm reflects absolute trust and peaceful confidence in God. And it's actually divided into two metaphors. Um, God as the shepherd in verses 1 to 4, and God as the host in verses 5 to 6. So I thought the best thing to do would be to read the whole psalm to begin. So Psalm 23 says this. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. A pretty short psalm, but a pretty good one too. So I'm going to go through it verse by verse because I thought, why not? There's only six verses. May as well. But you have a challenge as I do this. Most of you should have had a piece of paper and pencil on your chair. If you didn't, the host team can help you out. Just put your hand up if you haven't got one. If you want to join in, you don't have to. But the challenge is, I'm going to split you in the middle, kind of, Mark and Sarah, I'm splitting you away from each other. How rude. This side of the room, you're going to be drawing God as the shepherd. And this side of the room, you're going to be drawing God as the host. Um, So as we go through the verses, hmm, the shepherd, Hey, I'm going and taking my points away from me there, Nathaniel. Um, as we go through the verses, there may be clues to help you. And then at the end, if you so wish to win a pack of Harry Bows, you can come to me. I'm probably going to go over there, so I'm out the way. But that's after the service is finished. Don't talk come at once. So let's begin. David wrote Psalm 23, if you didn't know. And he had been a Uh, king and he had also been a shepherd but in this psalm he puts himself in the shoes of uh, a sheep and a guest so I'm going to go for psalm 23 verse 1 yes you have a question you're so you're you're doing the good shepherd you're doing a shepherd yeah there you go so verse 1 the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Now, a shepherd isn't actually a person we all come across on a daily basis. Well, I don't anyway, because I don't work on a farm. You know, I don't know where shepherds work. Do they work on a farm? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so what, does, what do they actually do? Well, a shepherd leads his sheep to pastures for grazing. He sustains his flock by caring for them. He protects them in times of danger. And he provides for his sheep exactly what they need. And this is how God looks after us. We are his sheep and he is our shepherd. And uh, Jesus obviously called himself the good shepherd in John chapter 10, verse 11, which says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He is leading us, he is sustaining us, he is protecting us and providing for us exactly what we need. And we see this throughout this whole psalm. And obviously, David knew that his father in heaven would supply him with everything he needed. And we know this because it obviously says, I lack nothing. So have a think about what God has provided for you, maybe recently or over the years. Because I don't know about you, but when I reflect on my own life, I really do lack nothing. And he always comes through at the perfect time. It might, may not be what we our timing or what we want, but he comes through at the perfect time. So ask him to show you 
how to trust him as your ultimate provider and giver of life. Um, there may be some images for you people drawing shepherds to help you. I don't know if... Ha- there we go. Little prompts, should you wish to use them. But I'm now going to go on to verse 2. <clears throat> Sorry. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. God knows that we need rest. And as humans, one of our greatest struggles is to rest. So to lay down in green pastures can seem slightly unrealistic. And consider the sheep who are scared for their lives. They sometimes even play dead because they're that scared. And they live in constant tension of the threat that's coming their way next. And we as humans... You know, our drive to achieve, manage and make can be rooted in fear of what unexpected thing is coming around the corner. So this is why we can struggle with rest. But going back to the verse, David chose the words leads and makes, which assume that we need help with resting. And maybe David struggled with resting too, who knows. But God knows that we need rest, but we don't always know when we need to rest. And that's why sometimes we're made to rest. Have you ever noticed that when you go on holiday or you're on holiday or you're coming up to a holiday, sometimes you get ill? This actually happened to me on Thursday, which is quite funny considering I'm talking about resting. Um, I stopped and then I was ill. I was like, thanks. But that was my body telling me you need to just have a rest now. You've worked, you've done a lot, slow down. We weren't created to function 24-7, but we all live like we don't have the time to stop but I don't believe God intended for us to live that way. So God wants us to rest. And when we rest, I think it's great to spend more time in his word so that we can be spiritually nourished and refreshed, ready to go again. Um, He who makes us lie down in green pastures is a good shepherd who is worthy of our trust and is capable of caring for our needs. Okay, we're going to go to verse 3, Harold. Verse (laughs) 3. (laughs) Harold on the tech. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. God also takes care of our emotional needs. When our hearts are broken, sorry, when our hearts are broken, tainted, angry, depressed, hurt, he can restore them back to where he intended it to be. But more often than not, we can miss many opportunities um, for restorations for our souls because We can be too preoccupied with ourselves and everything else that is going on in our little worlds. So we need to be intentional about creating that space to spend time in the presence of God. Whether that be straight away in the morning when you wake up, when you get back from work or school, or before you go to bed, whatever time you have where you can just spend a little bit of time with God, take it because we need it. And when we do this, um, our minds start to become renewed and we start to grow spiritually. And it says in this verse, he guides me along the right paths. Sheep have a tendency to go astray, as do we, as humans. But when we spend more time with God, we will get back on track. And as we spend more time with him, we'll get to know his voice. Um, And at first, it might be hard to discern his leading because we don't spend enough time with him. But as we continue the process of renewing our minds and restoring our souls, we are able to discern his voice because... Um, our thoughts begin to align with his will and our lives can become a reflection of his image to others and we can begin to live for his namesake. Um, 
Harry, you can put those pictures back on for a sec. There you go, have a quick sneaky look if you need them. But now I'm going on to verse 4, which says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. <clears throat> Other versions say, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. There's going to be seasons where we go through valleys. We can't get away from them. They're inevitable. And valleys can be different for everyone. They can be hurt, sickness, broken relationships, fear, uh, judgment, loneliness, and many more things. But the good news is God is always with us. He's always walking right beside us. We may not realize, but he is always there. And the best news is he doesn't intend for us to stay in those valleys. The verse says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. <clears throat> As we know, this psalm talks about God being the good shepherd. And shepherds used to use a rod and a staff. The rod was used to fight off anything trying to come and attack the sheep. And the staff was used to get the sheep back in line. God is fighting for us. He's fighting off anything trying to attack us. He's leading us. We never walk alone. He's always by our side. <clears throat> he is always close to us. He is our comfort. We just have to seek him. Sometimes when we seek him, it might seem like he's disappeared off the face of the earth. But in those times when we feel like we are alone, just look back and have a reflect on where God has been with you before because he's always there. And in hindsight, we can see that he's always been there, but that's after. So yeah, keep seeking him. He wants to hear your heart. He wants to hear uh, your fears and even your complaining. And I can complain a lot, so there we go. <laughs> but his promise to us, I do, yeah, sorry. His promise to us is that he will see us through the valleys and the mountains of this life. We're never alone. We have a very good shepherd. Okay, we're going to move on to verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. So now we're seeing God as the host. So woo, you guys can start drawing for the last two verses. Um, during the time that this was written, um, an honoured guest would be uh, anointed with fragrant perfume and given a cup full of wine. This was the royal treatment. So to me, this tells me that we get treated like royalty by God, which is pretty cool. Now, our enemies may try to pursue us to, and, to, and to destroy us, but there is a safe table already prepared awaiting us. And God prepares this table for us. And because of Jesus, we have the amazing opportunity to sit at this table. And the present table here points to the future table above. And Jesus is the sole provider of our overflowing cup. Notice how it doesn't say full cup or half full. You know, it's overflowing, which to me says we're blessed abundantly. <clears throat> um, Harry, is there some, some pictures of a host? Thank you. There we go. There we go. And finally, the last verse, Psalm 23, verse 6. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David ends this psalm with hope. He says, surely God will be with him. Surely his goodness and love will be his companion. Surely goodness will be his story for the rest of his days. The ups and downs of this psalm tend to be a reflection of what our lives can look like. It starts with green pastures and streams, but we end up going through valleys. But regardless of the path, uh, 
The promise of his goodness, love and presence glow brighter. But we have a choice. We can either believe that what we will ever have is all we currently see, or are we willing to be hopeful people that believe our good shepherd will be with us all the days of our lives? We have the choice to trust him like David did. So going right back to the beginning of the psalm where we talked about a shepherd. A shepherd leads his sheep, sustains his sheep, protects his sheep, and provides for his sheep. If you take away nothing else from today, remember that God is your shepherd. He leads you, he sustains you, he protects you and he provides you. And most of all, he is always with you. Go away today and ask yourself how God has proven to be a good shepherd in your own life. And write those things down so that in those valleys of life, you can look back and see all that he has done and remember that he is always with you.